Welcome to Grief Uncensored episode four, the best worst year ever is what we're titling this one. And it looks like Grief Uncensored ended up becoming a quarterly podcast this year. (laughs) So um, I'm hoping to get back into regular podcasting in 2024 as I feel this year was a time to rest, replenish, heal, and grieve. I feel like I'm going to have a lot more consistent content for you in 2024 as I am embarking on a new, strong, her version of myself. I feel like we're always evolving and changing. And I really just needed this year to be a time of gently, very gently figuring out who I am without my mom in the physical plane of this world anymore. So this episode is talking about how this last year because I was open, became the worst best year ever. So of course, the worst year being the first year that I had to spend without my mom. Um, This last year, 2023, being the year that I buried my mom. Uh, This year really being a space for holding both, which is something I always talk about, but I feel like if there's any year of my life that represents this more than any other, it would be 2023. Um, And I'm just so grateful for the community and the tools and things that I plugged into that helped me to stay open so that 2023 wasn't just the worst year ever, but truly I can look at it and say, wow, those were some of the best moments of my life. Um, and how grief and how missing my mom has actually allowed me to become more present, to live a little bit fuller, even for someone who thought she was already living a really full life. Um, we've talked about mortality motivation before and this notion that, you know, what, no matter your spiritual beliefs, that perhaps we only get this one time and recognizing that no breath and no moment in this life is promised. So how are you living when you hit, when your head hits the pillow at night? Are you proud of you? Um, did you live your fullest? Were you grateful for all of those moments? Right. And so just feeling super grateful for this year and excited to share with you um, some reflections and some tools I'm using at the end of the year um, that have helped me get to this place and um, have put me on a new trajectory for 2024. Of course, I waited to do this until the last couple days of the year and I'm sick, but this is an episode that has just been on my heart for a couple of months now, just stewing in my brain creatively and in notebook pages and in mindset work and in therapy that I'm finally bringing to you now. Um, And so I'm really excited about it. And we'll also talk about um, our word of the year and maybe how to cultivate that in a really special way that I came to mine this year. Um, So yeah, the worst best year ever. Um, I'm doing a cool new end of year challenge this year um, with Mel Robbins and you can listen to it on her podcast, the Mel Robbins podcast. You can go to her Instagram and download the, um, you can download the free PDF. It's also um, linked on my Instagram. So um, super easy resource to get your hands on. And I'm really excited because it's a new 
a new way for me to reflect. I've always done living your best year ever. I've been doing that um, by Darren Hardy. I've been doing that probably the last five years. And that, um, that involves a lot of smart goals um, and a lot of goal setting versus reflecting and intention setting. Um, it also involves the life wheel, which I use um, in my coaching, which many high performance coaches use. Um, and so that's embedded in there, you know, setting goals based on different categories of your life. Um, you know, health, spirituality, fitness, finances, love, family and friend relationships, service, and looking at your life in terms of um, areas and values that are important to you. And the difference with this Mel Robbins challenge is um, we look back at the year and your highlights of the year. It also looks back at your um, difficult parts of the year. So again, both, holding both, right? Holding both joy and grief, holding bo- both ease and effort, stira and suka, and just all of these different things. And I actually, as I said, stira and suka, and was thinking of yoga, just thought of a new highlight um, that I want to make sure that I add to my list because um, it was something that was really special to me this year, um, which I'll get to in a minute. And so, yeah, you look back at your year, the good, the bad, the ugly, and you've create a roadmap of not just where you are now and your goals, because it's like, we always want to just push forward, push forward, push forward. So we're always looking to the future, but you can't get anywhere in the future if you're, if you don't know where you presently are. And so it's so important to take note and calibration. And I just love that, um, we have these last couple of days of the year to do that, that New Year's is falling on a weekend. So hopefully a lot of you aren't working and you can just intentionally really sit down and get into some of this reflecting. And um, that's why I'm posting this episode today so that hopefully you can hear it this weekend and get yourself going on a trajectory that's going to allow you um, to just move forward in a really special place. Because here's the thing. My mom died. And on that day, I thought my world ended. And yes, a part of my world did end. And yes, a piece of me will never be the same. And it was an opportunity to say, okay, how am I going to move forward? How am I going to live my life moving forward? Um, And so it's really cool because I believe that I set my own intention for how I wanted to move forward after my mom. Um, And one of the things I've done actually is stop drinking. Um, That's a highlight. Um, I've um, been not drinking since September. Um, And every year I do about 30 to 60 to 90 days of no alcohol, usually when I'm doing a fitness challenge or a nutrition challenge. And this time I just decided I'm I'm done for good because I just don't need it. And so that actually really helped me um, to experience my emotions and my grief on a really real level without masking or without replacing, um, you know, with something else. I had to actually feel um, what I was going to. And I think that that actually really opened up, um, again, opportunity to have this also just be the best year. And so um, it's funny, and I'll go into this um, more towards the end of the podcast as we lean into how we choose our words or intentions for our years. Um, but grief and brain fog is a real thing. And one of the things that I had 
um, that I had done was create a word for last year and posted about it on Instagram and then kind of forgot about it. Like the word was always there in the back of my mind. But like when someone asked me like, oh, what was your word of last year? I had to go back and check my Instagram and see what I posted. Um, and the word was legacy. And the cool thing is, is in look doing my year reflection in the Mel Robbins challenge, which I'll go through in a minute, everything I did is really in alignment with legacy, which is feels really special to me because legacy, when I think about it, is not like, you know, the name that you leave behind, like my name on a library or, you know, like the, my financial wealth or, you know, the things I leave behind, but it's the experiences and the things that I leave in others And for me, it was really how am I carrying on the essence of who my mom was and how am I her living legacy and how are we all living legacy for our ancestors and family members and people that came before us. And so that's something I really worked on a lot in therapy too, um, ancestral trauma and just healing and moving forward and, um, being the most redeemed version of my mom because our relationship was complicated and there were parts of her that were really hard for me. Um, but there were parts of my mom that were so special that I know live in me. And I know that my humor and my tenacity and my ability to move through really hard things while smiling and, you know, cracking jokes about things like that all comes from her. And then the work I've done in doula ship this year and end of life work. And every time I get to work with grievers or people experiencing life, love, and loss, um, you know, I really just feel like um, that is her legacy. And, you know, would I trade all of the work I've done this year for having my mom here with me? A hundred percent yes, over and over and over again. But because the fact of the matter is that she's not here, um, I do feel grateful that I've been able to carry on legacy and make meaning and leave legacy and imprints in the lives of others because of my experience with her death. Um, and so I'm super just, again, like I just keep saying super cause I'm just super grateful, but I am, I'm just feeling so grateful, um, for everything that has transpired. So, um, in the year review, you go back through, your year and you look at photos, you look at your calendar. And the cool part about doing that is there's so many little moments in our life that are fleeting that we don't even think about that can feel, yeah, like I said, fleeting. But then when we look back, we're like, oh, that lunch date with that friend actually was really impactful and profound. And, you know, created joy for me or opened up a dialogue and conversation that was really important or there's these bigger milestones that happen that you know we just float on through so it felt really good to go through my year and the worst part of the year was my mom dying and then navigating grief navigating how it affected my family um navigating how it affected my health uh, navigating complex grief with losing many patients this year that I cared for so deeply. Um, lots of grief and loss in transition for me this year. 
Um, lots of grief and loss around, um, really setting boundaries so that I could move, um, towards the alignment of the life that I want boundaries with family, with friends, boundaries in dating, um, you know, just really drawing hard lines, um, focusing more on my grief and my mental health, um, definitely, um, showed up and was really important, but then that affected my business and, um, my finances and my offerings and the way that I was showing up as a business owner. And I'm a hundred percent okay with that because this is the year that I needed to go inward, but now I'm emerging, right? And I'm coming out of that so that I can, you know, come here and make these podcasts for you and create new offerings and all of those things. And so, um, yeah, I will share with you my highlights, um, which I'm really joyful and grateful about because they are things that get overlooked when we are in a different emotional state. And so I really encourage you, even if you don't do the full Mel Robbins challenge, if nothing else, to go through your phone, to go through your journals, to go through your calendars, and say like, what am I proud of this year? What brought me joy? Um, so starting with last January, you know, kicked it off January 5th, um, burying my mom. But then that day we also had a celebration of her life. And so it was interesting as I was writing down the highlight, I said, you know, I am going to write down her celebration of life as a highlight because how often is it that we do have that many parts of our family and friends in one room. Um, seeing all the people that loved her really just brought me so much joy and um, so much gratitude. There were big surprises of certain people that were there that I had not expected. Um, I took a road trip that month between California and Colorado. Um I went on some hikes with some friends. I wrote down things about skiing. Last year, live music became really important to me. Music is super healing. Um, and my friend took me, Izzy took me to a John Popper concert unexpectedly. As I was returning, she just knew that as I was coming back from California, um, that I was going to need some love. And she's like, Hey, we're going to this concert. And it's funny because as I went through this inventory, I noticed there were so many moments with her this year that just felt really special. And so I reached out to her and was like, Hey, thanks for being there for me this year. And thanks for being a part of these really special moments. So actually doing these reflections is a good way to connect with people as well. Um, in February, Izzy and I, again, we went to um, see Bush, which is a band from the 90s that I love. I went to New York City to meet my nephew, Charlie, for the first time. Um, I had one of my fullest yoga classes ever in Leadville, which just felt so amazing. Um, moving into March, I was in San Diego and I got to see some of my girlfriends from my coaching business. Um, even then just down to the like this one of the smallest things, one of our biggest snow days in Leadville and having to shovel. I think it was the one day last year I had to shovel and I just like loved it so much. Um, workshops doing um, sound healing and acupuncture. Again, more time with my friend Izzy skiing Vail, going to the flower fields in California, being part of an old swallows parade I used to go to, just spending time at my childhood beaches. In April, moving into getting to ski with one of my patients, um, 
something as silly as getting my second nose piercing went on the list. Um, I got baptized in April this year and that was something that was super transformative for me. I've been a part of my local church um, for the past two years actively on and off for the past four years. And I've always, my spirituality really, really thank God. Um, I came back to my church and my faith and my religion um, the year my mom died. And then that continued on into this year. And I was baptized as a child. And it's something I really wanted to do as an adult to solidify my faith and that it's my it's my choice and it's my relationship with God. And so my baptism in April is something that was extremely special to me. And also the same month that I went to Growth Day live in Texas with Brendan Burchard and Myla, a teacher that I've taught you guys things from these teachers. Mortality motivation comes from Brendan Burchard. Um, and, um, you know, getting to see those speakers and then meeting like-minded individuals and being in the same state that my best friend and her kids are in, I got to spend a ton of time with them as well. And it was just so, so, so special. And then in May, Mother's Day, again, a day that I thought was going to just wreck me, um, was a really beautiful celebration. And I was able to be with my grandmother who outlived my mom and be with my sister and my family. I've lived in Colorado for five years and I'd never been to Red Rocks. I finally went to Red Rocks and I saw LCD sound system. Um, I did my death doula training in May. Talk about a way to turn my grief into purpose, right? It's so crazy. I'd signed up for this training before my mom passed and then I got to do it. Um, and it really has transformed me and helped in my end of life work and just something that was so special. Um, in June, I skied Mammoth for the first time in California. Um, two of my best friends had babies, so we had baby showers. They're part of this group we call the Sunshine Girls. It's a group of six girls that have all been friends since we were either born 3, 7, 10, or 12 um, really special for us to all get to be together. It doesn't happen often. We live in four different states. It was super beautiful. Um, in July, I launched something called Dead Parents Club, which is a collective where people like me have lost their parents and we can grieve together and carry on legacy. I went to New York again for my nephew's first birthday. Again, getting to see my siblings more than once in a year just feels like such a gift. Um, you know, when I went back to the Sawdust Festival. Again, legacy, something my mom used to love to do and hadn't I hadn't been since we were kids. Um in August, I went to Virginia Lakes, again, a favorite place that we went when I was a kid growing up fishing and hiking. I went on a solo trip and camped and fished in her honor and met the people that um, were able to tell me stories about when my mom was 16 and dating a boy that worked at the camp. Um, I went on a hut trip with my patients from Shaw um, in September. Um, I was able to get my puppy Georgie and bring her home. I met Andrew, um, my future husband and partner um, that I'd been manifesting through a challenge I'd been working on all year called Calling in the One. Um, I saw Nate Bargetzi, one of my favorite comedians with one of my best friends um, in October and I went on my first official date with my partner and we ended up being on a 15 day date together, but that's a whole nother story for a whole nother episode. Um, I got to go biking with my patients and that was the month that I said, you know, I'm not going to travel 
for about two months so that I can get back and get grounded into who I am here in Colorado. In November, I was able to go back to California and host Thanksgiving for my family and cook and just be with everyone. It was so beautiful. Uh, my friend Abby had a special ladies tea night in uh, November. It was my first ski day of the season. And then in December, I start. I took a bunch of road trips. I road trip to um, to Oregon and to California. Andrew and I met each other's families, and we did our first real Christmas without my mom. We did my mom's anniversary, um, and I survived. The biggest part of this year that you know I had been anticipating since the day my mom died, doing my first year without her really just was this culmination of how blessed I am, how loved I am, how um, resourced I am to walk through this experience and um, how grateful I am that even though she's not here, I can continue on to live and make her proud um, because I know that, you know, she sees me in a different way now. And so, um, yeah, those are just like little bullet point highlights, but each of those months I probably had like 10 bullet points. Um, oh, and one of the things I added was participating in a yoga teacher training this year. Um, just so many opportunities and so many things that were not expected for me that I'm just so grateful for. And the year of holding both and looking back at that now and saying, okay, what did I learn from that? Where do I want to go? You know, I kind of mentioned that because I was so focused on my healing and grieving that like I wasn't showing up in the way I wanted to, you know, in for myself, like in my fitness or in my businesses. And I just feel so... um equipped now to have new offerings of things that I want to walk other people through that I've walked through that I'm really looking forward to now doing some goal setting around um, my businesses and what I'm doing and how I'm going to um, be healthy this year and the things that I want moving forward. Um, and so I'm really excited. And so this word, this word of the year, I told you last year my word was legacy and so beautiful. I went home um, for, you know, the Christmas holiday and a friend of mine who had gone on one of my yoga retreats in Mexico, it was actually the last yoga retreat I hosted out of the country in 2018 before I moved to Colorado, was like, hey, me and these our friends do this walk um, and we talk about our word of the year. Do you want to come? And I was so perfect. So I met up with them. And like I said, had to look back at my Instagram and figure out my, what my word was and it was legacy and then looking at, wow, like this, this is really special. I really focused on legacy. I really focused on grieving. I really focused on the transformation of the relationship with my mom. And I really looked at this year and just said, you know, this year was such a big year of healing and a lot of pain truthfully, a lot of pain with all that joy I just shared with you. And a lot of in the back of my mind, just always feeling like I'm experiencing this joy and I wish my mom was here. or I wish I could call her or all of those things. Right. And then thinking that like this year, I'd like my word to be joy for 2024 and thinking that because I get so afraid that, you know, not afraid. I just, I want to reframe that thought. Just like I understand and I know that life is cyclical and it always has ups and always has downs. And 
moments of joy are fleeting just as moments of pain are and everything is temporary and we move through and on to the next. Our emotions are temporary. Our circumstances are temporary. We can change our states. But because of this loss, having this overarching feeling like when's the next shoe going to drop, right? And just feeling like I couldn't fully, fully experience joy because I was always worried for when the next hard thing was going to happen. And so I was like, okay, I want my word for 2024 to be joy. I'm going to fully feel joy this year. I'm going to let myself expand. I'm going to let myself not be afraid. I'm going to let myself to continue to trust God's plan because when I do that, truthfully, everything does work out. Um, and then I sat with it a little bit longer. I've been doing a lot of somatic work. It's something I teach. It's an offering I'm coming up with. Um, we'll be starting January 11th is our launch day. It's called Season of Somatics. Um, I'm really excited about it. You can reach out to me. Um, but somatically thinking about being embodied. And so the word from shifted from joy to embodied, because when I'm embodied and in an embodied state and in alignment, I can be more fully present to experience everything to its fullest, including joy. I want to feel everything to its fullest extent. Um, I don't want to feel fear and run away from it. I want to lean into it and move through it. I want to feel joy and not um, let it go so quickly because I'm afraid it's going to go. And if I let it go first, then it can't leave me, right? I want to let it just fill me um, to the brim. And so my word has changed to embodied. Because that is where I want to go. I want to be embodied and present in 2024 and just experience everything to its fullest. I want to expand on what I started in 2023. So my invitation to you is to, like I said, look back at your 2024, see where you've been, see where your gaps are, see where your hard things are, see where you want to go and then figure out what word is going to take you there. Um, whether I know you or not, I would love for you to reach out to me on social. My Instagram is healing underscore your underscore mindset. Um, you can email me at healingyourmindset at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear what your word is. I would love to hear your reflections. I would love to work with you if you're needing some support in these areas. I can't wait to share more with you about um, my manifestations and finding my partner and um, really finding bigger, really bigger pieces of joy. And I'd say my banner highlights um, for the year are um, the closeness that has happened in my family since my mom died, our group texts, how often I've been able to go to California or New York and spend time with them, um, finding my partner, um, really um, being so grateful for the support from my job, my coworkers, my community, every single person I've worked with this year, every French friend that has listened to me share my experience. Um, I'm just eternally grateful. So my biggest highlights are my family, my friends, my partner, my dogs, my health. All of that is just flourishing um, because I'm present and I'm doing the work and I'm showing up and I'm not giving up even on those days. I just want to pull the covers over my head. Those days are real. They still happen, but I've been able 
to find ways to get through that. And hopefully you've listened to some of those things in this podcast. If you're looking for a way to feel more embodied or to heal, maybe a season of somatics is something that could be helpful to you. I've also got my strong her 12 week dig deeper challenge coming up, fitness, mindset, nutrition, Um, I just always want to share with you all the tools that are working for me because the person that you hear show up on this podcast is a product of consistency and leaning in and using the resources and tools that I'm sharing with you. I love you all so much for listening. I hope you had a beautiful 2023. And if 2023 felt really hard, I hope that you can reflect and find some pockets of joy. And I hope you can get intentional about 2024. I cannot wait to hear what you choose. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.